When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we have some fun. All we do this episode is answer your questions. You guys are going to really enjoy this. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those and you'll find us. All right. Our man, Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, June 28th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in July from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can hear you can win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $100,000 Freedom and Fortunes giveaway promotion. That's a lot of money. If you need help finding your way, just visit riverwind.com, Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now, Teddy, we were recording this a little in advance because I, I am a new dad and I'm trying to be a good husband and good father. So we're, we're trying to knock some stuff out so that I can really focus in on, on the child. But this is this is what I've been excited about for a very long Me time. Too. Just too. answering questions from the listeners. So should we just jump right in? Or are you are you worried? Are you nervous? Um, I'm a little nervous, but it can't be that bad, can it? 
And here we go. <laughs> this one comes from a Love Gravy on an Apple <laughs> podcast review. Love Gravy. He asks, well, I assume Love Gravy is a he. Maybe it's a she. You never know. Yeah. You never know. This is the question. Favorite blue and gold food item. Example, bacon, sausage, chicken tenders, etc. If chicken tenders, then what side to go with? I'm a mashed potato guy with my tenders. I'm definitely open-minded to try other sides with the tenders. I, I feel like our man Love Gravy is kind of leading the witness here. Like he, with the tenders? Yeah. He, he, he wants us to pick the tenders, right? The blue and gold tenders are good. However, I rank them third on the list. Sausage is number one, then the bacon, then the tenders. Okay, and I agree with Love Gravy that mashed potatoes are great with tenders. You can dip the tenders in there. Maybe there's some gravy there. Um, That's a great side. However, if you're looking for another option, you're open-minded to trying another side, and you'll figure this out, Gabe, uh, at some point with the kid, but possibly the best side ever with chicken tenders is craft macaroni and cheese. What? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Now I have questions mm-hmm. because I will admit as a kid, I, I didn't like smother my mac and cheese and ketchup, but you know, if I was eating something that required ketchup and it was next to some mac and cheese and it just happened to mix a little bit into the mac and cheese, mm-hmm. which I did do on purpose, but didn't tell it's people a little bit of tang to the mac and cheese. It is good, man. So like you talk about a little chicken tendy. Oh, oops. The ketchup, you know, kind of migrates over. To the mac and cheese. Ooh, oh, maybe maybe a little bit of the tender that I dipped accidentally in the mac and cheese. Well, then I have to dip it in the ketchup, you know? Yeah. No, there, I, I think that that's, that's obviously something that's fantastic. But uh, And this is a controversial statement. But you know, I've had macaroni and cheese, gourmet macaroni and cheese, Macaroni and cheese with with bacon, uh, with the seared cheese on top that gives it a little bit of crunch. Mm. Uh, with mac and cheese with multiple kinds of cheese thrown in there, I've had it all. I don't know that I can be convinced otherwise than craft mac and cheese made with real butter. And whole milk is the best macaroni and cheese there is. You're talking about like the little packet of seasoning. Yep. And just out of the box. Yep. Well, I'm not talking about they... the the microwave one that you that's good, but it's not. You're talking making it in the pot, boil it. Yes. Drain it. Add the mix, the milk, uh-huh. the butter. Then it makes that real, you know. Sound, yes, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Anyone that says it's not fantastic is a liar. Now, best mac and cheese on planet Earth. That's 
We we got to test. It. How about this? If you think you know the best mac and cheese on planet Earth, and hopefully it's you know located in the state of Oklahoma, we are willing to try it. But Broadway Ten has a hell of a mac and cheese. Oh hell yeah! What did this question start out about? <laughs> blue and gold. <laughs> blue and gold. Oh yeah, I love the blue and gold chicken tenders. <laughs> okay, am I crazy? Did like Boy Scouts or was it Girl Scout? Did people used to sell the blue and gold yeah, stuff? Yeah, I like, think they still. As I a think it's it FFA. Is that what it is? I think yeah, it's F- FFA. I just remember my mom would come home with gigantic things of blue and gold chicken tenders, and she'd be like, "I bought these from whoever at work," and I thought, "Dude, I would destroy those tenders." I thought they were so damn good. So they're number one on my list like no, i wrong. they're uh, they're good but the, the sausage is the best and I'm not the sure bacon is like a half inch thick the sh- bacon strips are the it's bacon incredible. is amazing i remember when i when i thought i liked the outdoors and then i quickly realized i didn't when i was a boy scout as a kid and i was like oh yeah this sauce they would do the blue and gold bacon on our scout trips and oh Mama. It was worth uh, so good, and then I was like, "Oh wait, I hate, I hate sleeping in a tent. This sucks. Where's the air conditioning? What am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I on the ground?" <laughs> Sausage, bacon, chicken tenders, in that order. I will say this though: a chicken tender, especially a blue and gold chicken tender, if you if you can do a good job. And it, it, you don't just have to do it at home you, at a restaurant, like chicken tender, a great chicken tender and a great side of French fries with some ketchup, some ranch and some honey mustard. That is, that's hard to beat for me. Like I'm a simple guy when it comes to how I want the tender presented. Yes. Mashed potatoes. Maybe it's got some gravy in there. You, you get it, you know, you dip like that's great. And I, I get it. Like a lot of places you, you get the gravy with the tenders, but like a ranch, a ketchup and a honey mustard, you can live a little bit in each world there with a good fry. That's hard to beat for me, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking for the side. I'm taking fries every time. I love it. That's good. A good. Are you with, do you like the thick French fries or do you like the kind of the skinny and crispy? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I, I'm kind of a medium guy. Like I, I don't want them. So like 
it, it seems like there's the realm of like the the shoestrings, right? It's on one end of the spectrum, and the other like is the like the thick fry. steak fry, right? Like the mm-hmm. where you're getting a lot of potato. Maybe it's a little mushy in there. I like. I it. consider a McDonald's a. It's medium. It's a little on the smaller side. I would. I'd go a little thicker than McDonald's, mm. right? So for for a football comparison, like I don't want, I don't want my fry to be a kicker, right? I'm not. I don't want the scrawny. Like there's not a lot of substance to it. No offense to any of the Jack kickers out there because there are a couple of them. I I don't want, but I certainly don't want my fry to be an offensive lineman. And I realize I'm slandering myself. I understand that. I want my fry to be somewhere in the linebacker slash tight end range. Maybe because the defensive end, especially like maybe a little too crisp, you know, a little too mm-hmm. jacked, if you will. Right. Like I'm looking for that that perfect blend of crunchy and potatoey. Like I don't want them too crisp. I certainly don't want them too thin, but I don't want them too thick and potatoey either. I feel I'm now realizing I'm a very high maintenance guy when it comes to the fry. It's easy for me. Uh, if I'm doing an, some type of athletic tie-in, give me minute bowl. Uh, Freddy's custard, French fries. Long and thin daddies. Thin. I will take an entire order of french fries grab them all with one hand and just stuff them into my mouth at once i think freddy's has the best french fries ever and you love fries i do i i will pile here's the thing like when i eat i'm i'm kind of like a a lion you know whenever a lion takes down a gazelle and you've got the the vultures are coming in You've got the hyenas are, are looping around, everyone's circling, and there's this massive rush to eat as much of the gazelle as you can the before over, everything overtakes you. I have that mindset whenever I'm eating. It's like, I better devour this as fast as I can or someone's going to come take it from me. I will never forget. I think it was, man, I can't remember which city we were in. Maybe we were in LA with, for OU-UCLA when – we all, the radio crew, all went and ate together at that Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The look, the look on Toby Rowland's face as he watched you and I eat. He was, he was, he was shocked. He was a little offended. I think he was a little worried about us. It was just Plank sitting there also going, you guys are disgusting. It's just, uh, we have very similar mentalities when it comes to uh, the the, the way that things need to get done on the eating front, you know? I, do, I cannot slowly enjoy something and sit there and chew Savor it, it and have a conversation. I stuff it all down as fast as I possibly can. Extra, not extra, uh, well done fries from Johnny's. Or you got to ask for them well done, though, because yeah. if you don't, they may be a little too flimsy. Well done? Absolutely. Five Guys has really good fries too. I haven't eaten there in forever, but maybe it's just because they give you so many. I, that's I'm also a big quantity guy. Like yeah. people are like, "Oh, this place has amazing food." I 
I have I like like I get pissed if I go to a restaurant and I have to order like two entrees because I I will do that. Like if they come out and they bring me one, I'm like, oh, hey, can I get that menu again? Like it's just you got to have some quantity to it too. I agree. I and I'm not a five guys is way down my list, um, but. I think people built it up way too much for me that I was disappointed. Have you had Have there. you had Tucker's here? No, like oh there's, yes. Oh yeah, I love Tucker's. Yeah, that's, that's good. That, that fry is pretty thin too. That's kind of that's your yeah. that's down your. Uh... Louis is my yep. kind of fry. Freddy's custard is my kind of fry. That's that's what I'm. You just want about. no potato. You just want the fried exterior. Give you are what this. you are. Give me the salty seasoned exterior. That's all I want. Love it. Okay. I, th- I don't think Love Gravy anticipated <laughs> us talking that much about that question, but hey, we are what we are. Okay. The next question, Ted, comes from Cecilia4354 on an Apple podcast review. Oh, and by the way, if you want to leave us a five star review for this episode, sure. Do it, please. We'll take any nice comment. That'd be very, very much appreciated. Okay, Cecilia4354 says, what was each of you guys welcome to Oklahoma football moment, whether it be at practice or in a game? I I can go first on this one. Please do. It was... I I vividly remember this. It was in the indoor. I think it was my freshman year. So it must've been training camp. must've been raining or something like that. Cause I was still playing tight end and I was just running a clear out vertical seam. Right. And just running my route, run up head down, minding my own business, you know, balls not coming my way. And Travis Lewis and I do not know why, just decleats me. Like, never saw him coming, right? I know why. He's cover four, and he's the flat player, and he's rerouting you on the way to the flat. He is not. I was, like, <laughs> down the field. He is not rerouting me. <laughs> but, so this is, this is why it's a fun story. And I was fine. I was just like, I, and I was a freshman. I was just like, okay, whatever. That kind of sucked. But. Literally just get blasted like, oh, but, you know, run back, you know, next play. I'll never forget this. And I, I talk to Ryan Broyles about this all the time. The next play, Ryan Broyles is running a mesh route and abandons it and goes and suicide drills Travis Lewis, <laughs> decletes him and starts fighting him. <laughs> And I'm like, what in the world? What is going on? And Ryan Broyles comes back and looks at me. And he's like, I got you, bro. And I was just like, I didn't know Ryan hardly at all. Like we'd been teammates for a couple of days. Right. But, and from that point on me and Broyles were boys and down the line, the one I got in two fights, I think in practice in college, the the one I broke my hand in the spring ball fight because I blocked Frank Shannon too well. Oops. The other one was during the season, Broyles and Tony Jefferson got into a fight. 
and we are jogging over from team for team and I see it and I see Broyles and I'm like, got to have my man's back. And I come flying Ted and just, I mean, waylay Tony Jefferson. And that's the only time that I think Bob Stoops got like really, really mad at me. He was like, <laughs> what in the, what get, what are you doing? And I, I look at Broyles like, and I you go, see, coach, here's what happened when I no, was no, no, I just like, Hey coach, you know, I'm, I messed up. I messed up. You know, lost my lost my cool, whatever. You know, but I walk over to Broyles and I go, I got you, bro. And it was one of those things where like it clicked for him and he was like, ah, it was a cool moment, you know. That's awesome. Bob I... was so mad at me. Oh my god. Because <laughs> Tony was really good. He was very important on our team. And so I mean, I was a starter. It was it was really stupid, but I was like, I I've been waiting for this moment was basically how I reacted. Um, I think the, the only, like the, the first thing that re, like sticks out for me, like, Oh my God, uh, this is way more serious than I bargained for was my freshman year. We were running hills at the duck pond i think we were like pulling sleds up the hills it was just a miserable miserable day and we were finally like it was one of those days where smitty was on one and just like making people start over we're on the verge of the whole group getting sent back because guys aren't making it and it was it was just brutal and everyone is just dead and then he, you know, we're done. And he said, and, and, you know, you get up in there, everyone puts their hand in, you do the Sooners thing. And one of the guys wouldn't, he was like so tired, I guess, that he wouldn't come up there and put his hand in whenever we we're breaking it down. And it was a horrible fight, but Rocky Kalmus fought one of the players because he wouldn't get up there in time to put his hand in. And I know what it was. It was like fear of the whole group getting like sent back, you know, and having to come back later in the afternoon. But they started throwing punches right there at the, uh, at the duck pond. And I'm like, just put your hand in what's going on here. What is this? Uh, but it was like round, uh, 18 of a heavyweight fight you know everyone's so exhausted like it was not a good fight but i was like oh dang he just really went over there and started throwing punches on this dude <laughs> so yeah it was um it was one of those where you knew it was serious instantly yeah you're just like okay um so this is this is just what we do i guess we Schmitty just threw. we just throw down on people Schmitty threw a 45 pound bumper plate at me like my third or fourth day. <laughs> it's so bad. He's, I, I hadn't even talked to him. He was like, he was like, I heard all you like to do is talk. You like to talk, dog. And I was like, what? I've never even talked to you before. It, it was, I knew quick that Kevin Wilson had told him <laughs> to just, just get after me. I mean, I put two and two together very quickly, Ted. My freshman summer was oh, it was so miserable. I'd been hurt like my entire senior year in basketball. I'd gotten there, just gotten cleared to run. 
I ran like a five nine forty my first day because I hadn't used my leg in forever. It was, dude. It was. Dude, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I heard all you like to do is talk, dog. That, and it's right. That's all I did. You know, I'm I'm a talkative guy. There's no doubt about it. But I literally, I don't even think I'd met Schmitty. Like, I'm sure I'm. It's the first thing he ever said to you. Oh, yeah. Just threw something at me. I was like, oh, this is. This is not going to be fun. And it wasn't, but you know, it got better. That's great. Got better. Okay. Next question. This one comes from fall Brooks sooner says, do the coaches or players ever get to ride on the sooner schooner? I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Now this new design, right? A little more sturdy, wider wheelbase. I'm just, I, just trying to remember what they did to it after it tipped over. Oh, was that the West Virginia game? That was so funny. Uh, is that yeah? Is that right? What was it? Was it West, West Virginia? Virginia? All I know it was. It was the. It was like the last time it dumped over was against the same team, and we lost the next week just like we did this time. I think, to the same team, maybe even. It was weird. The Sooners, I'm Googling it. I'm trying to remember because I just remember, yeah, it was against West Virginia because that it wasn't much of a game. Remember, Ed? Right. Plank was, <laughs> Plank was so happy. He was like, oh, this is my moment. Like, he was doing reports about the <laughs> drivers. And stuff. Like, we were, he was all over it. Oh, it, was it was so I've never heard of a player riding in the Sooner Schooner. I've never seen a coach riding it but is it like homecoming king and queen they get to get in there every once in a while yeah. but fallbrook sooner also asks do recruits get to go in the locker room before a game so they can hear the pre-game pump up they they don't hear i don't think they're in there for the pre-game speech but there is a point in time when they are in the locker room pre-game Right. Yep. Um, and they're usually in there for the post game, like celebration speech, but they're not in there to my, at least they weren't back when I played in there right before you, like when coach Stoops or coach Riley give their talk right before the team takes the field. Right. I don't remember guys being in there for that. Neither do but I. now they like video it and stuff. It's changed a lot. Yeah. It, uh, it, it certainly the access to things, a little different, but as far as I know, the recruits, they, they get to go through the locker room, maybe even, you know, there's a team meeting and then, you know, coaches, you do your checklist stuff, talk like that. A coach asks some questions to certain guys. Like you go through this, maybe there's some players sitting in that meeting, but then it, it becomes about the team. Right at a certain point where, yes, recruiting is a huge part of your program, all those things. But at, at some point, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta cut it off and say, okay, it's about these guys in this locker room, and it's about this game. And then the the recruits get to go do their thing. They go get get in their nice seats, like that whole thing. But as far as right before the game, before you go out, before you run out of the tunnel, I I don't remember seeing a recruit when I was playing, when I was being recruited, I don't remember doing that. And since 
you know, doing the radio stuff. I don't remember that happening either. That the recruit, the recruiting aspect of things, like you said, Ted, it's 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 a lot after the game. Like the the coaches' families also come into the locker room, and it's like this big celebration when you win. It's real, real sad and depressing when you lose, but that's when recruits come in and they can get pictures with the players. They can talk to the coaches, their families. That That is a very fun, cool scene for a recruit to be in. I remember I was, I was in, I, I was in the OU locker room for the Texas, Texas tech Crabtree catch. I think, wow. and I think I watched him in the, because that was going to set up that huge game between OU and tech, you know, what was that? Oh, eight. So that was, so I think I was in the OU locker room for that after the game, like it saw it having like got to see the reaction. That was pretty cool. Oh, I thought you were saying you were in the locker room as a recruit, like at Texas or Texas tech, whenever. No, that no, happened. no. At OU watching okay. tech win that game, setting up the big matchup between OU and tech. That's cool. Nice. So yeah, it's kind of a after the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one comes from Marsh nine, one, eight. Hey, this, this is an Apple podcast review from Marsh nine, one, eight. Hey, boxers or briefs and why? Uh, The what boxer briefs, I guess for me, um, and I, I think anyone that wears boxers is psychotic. Um, I will say this. I did go through a boxer phase at one point whenever I was like in high school. And I, we played a football game. And I forgot like my tights or whatever it was that I wore underneath my football pants where I didn't put in the travel bag. So I had to wear the boxers under my football pants during the football game. And we wore white pants. And naturally, as I sweat and the game goes on, here's this idiot wearing, I don't even remember what the boxers were, but you could totally see him directly through my, uh, my white football pants. I think that was the moment I was like, never again. Sweet Spider-Man boxers, layman. <laughs> that is awful. Horrible. I am. Uh, so I wear me undies, right? I, my wife that? got them. They're, they're called me undies. I'll, I'll buy you some. I'll send you a three pack. Me-undies. They are fantastic. I mean, they are very comfortable. I don't know. It's. It's like, it's very, it's nice and compressioned on the thighs, very soft material. And then there's just a nice space for your giblets, like your stuff. Like, it's just like, it just, it's got a nice little, I don't know. The design is fantastic. It's tight in all the right places, but not too tight. You know, I have, um, you know, the spider, like the skiing stuff. Yeah. For somehow my wife found some of theirs and bought them amazing. I love those. I've got, 
some Calvin Klein that I love and a pair, one single solitary pair. They're probably $250 of Lululemon that I really like. The Lululemon ones are nice. Got a couple pair of those. They, 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 they do a good job. I think they're more like $35 if I had to guess. Which is still probably. Hey, I'll pay a premium for a good pair of underwear, briefs, whatever you call them. Yeah, but we are we are definitely not. And if I'm being honest, most of the time, I mean, ninety percent of the time, I'm in my home. I'm wearing basketball shorts. I'm not wearing underwear at all. Like, right. I, I am in my own home. If you come into my home, that's on you, right? Yeah. This is this is my domain. And that's the oh. proper way to address it. That's the proper way to handle things. Yeah. yeah. But when I do have underpants on, definitely. Are they called boxer briefs? I don't know. I, I wear the MeUndie ones. That's, I don't even that's know. That's the ones I wear. I feel like, and I'll be honest, I haven't been uh, underwear shopping in a long time. My wife just from time to time gets a new package of Calvin Klein or whatever, sees a special or something. Is there, do they even offer like the old school anymore? Is that even a thing? Like, can you go buy boxers still? Like the big baggy boxers. Can, are, I don't are the, know. With the, with they're the probably open still a thing, right? In the button. Oh yeah. yeah. Remember, remember when, you know, your stuff would just randomly fall out. <laughs> You're just like, wait, sorry. Yeah. Uh, boxers are they're awful it's a terrible idea it's awful terrible it's awful okay before we get to our next question let's talk money first fidelity bank is a full service financial institution based in oklahoma tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs checking accounts saving accounts home loans and much more they do it all whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone everything is stress-free with ffb making mobile deposits paying bills online and moving money to different accounts could not be easier First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And don't forget to send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. They know that children need to be in school and are doing everything possible to make that happen. With a 12 to 1 student to teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis' college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. Bishop McGinnis also offers all the clubs and athletics a student could ever want. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. Okay, Ted, the next question comes from R. Chrisman on an Apple Podcast review. Is that he supposed says, to be Crimson? Is it Miss No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I double-checked it, and I was like, oh, R. Crimson, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, no, it's Chrisman. I, I'm assuming huh. Chrisman is the last name. But now gotcha. you've got me second-guessing my typing abilities so I am going to double check right now because, you know, I, I want to respect our Christmas review. I want to make sure that I got it right. So I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Our Christmas. Huh? Christmas. Yeah, there it is. Our Christmas. Boom. Uh, in- interesting. 
Uh, he asks, I'm assuming it's a he. I keep assuming. I don't know. We, we've got female listeners. I know we do. Yeah, we do. He's, he, he or she says, they. if neither of you had pursued careers in football, what do you think you would have done? Teddy, you're shaking your head, so I'm going to let you go first on this one. I have no clue. You would have been, what, a doctor? Is that what you were going to be forced to do by your mother? Uh, I eventually would have been the team doctor for Oklahoma football. Guaranteed. That was the plan. That was, that, that was, I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon, you know, took all did, you know, basically got to invent a major at OU that allowed me to take all the prereqs for med school, uh, did very well in that. And then, you know, football became an option Met my now wife, things changed. We had some conversations and, you know, going to, after I was done playing, going to med school and having to do all of the things that would be required to get to where I wanted to get in that profession. Uh, it, it didn't sound like my wife was a, a, a huge fan of that it's route. So yeah, it's a lot. Uh, for me, I have no idea i'll tell you right now if i if i wouldn't have um been able to go to ou or get a scholarship to play football somewhere there's zero chance i would have gone to college zero uh not a school guy don't like school uh didn't like it growing up didn't struggle in it i mean okay okay so i and i i don't say this just because we do the pod together and we do radio together, but like you're one of the smarter guys I know, I think just your ability to see something, break it down in your head, relay it to other people, like how you're able, you know, to approach different situations, you know, different material and like break it down from different angles. Like how were you not good at school? I, I was, I was fine at it. I, I didn't struggle at it. I just didn't like it. Noth- nothing that I ever learned ever really interested me, if that makes any sense. That makes sense, I, yeah. I would, I would be a guy that would be way more into like learning something on the job. I, I don't, my whole theory was always, I don't need this crap just like, get me out there to do whatever you show me how to run the rig exactly um it i would have been doing something like that uh most likely wouldn't have gone to college but i i who knows where i would have gone who knows don't know i'm glad that i was able to to go pursue football because it it opened a ton of doors for me i don't i don't know where i'd be right now no idea was there like at in Fort Gibson, was there something like you ever saw and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I would really like to do that. Like construction, some sort of farming. Probably would have been construction, because that's what I always did like as as job in the summers and stuff. I always ended up doing construction type stuff. Um roofed houses, just 
And that is a, it's, it's a, it's a good living, but it's a rough one, man. It's hard work. Um, it probably would have been, I probably would have started somewhere like that. And it probably would have, wouldn't have been very long before I said, I can do it better than this. I'll start my own thing. Yeah. Which I, my, my family is, I've got a lot of people in my family that start their own businesses. I probably would have done the same thing, but I don't know what it would have been. I think in the, the alternate universe, you're like some badass like home builder. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. Who knows? Um, I. That was a I'm good glad question. It didn't come to that, it was. It is good. It is good. You had to get very insightful there. That's good stuff. Okay, next one comes from Kuhn. One, two, three. C U N E. Kuhn. I don't know. Um, Apple Podcast review says thanks for the pick with Lauren Chamberlain. At the game, Gabe, just to clarify, I know you played center when I asked about Derrick Henry. Anyway, here's my question to both of you. Okay, first of all, let me explain this. This that We are at game one of the Women's College World Series Championship Series, and a couple comes up to me, and they go, hey, would you take a picture with us and Lauren Chamberlain? And I'm like, this is a first. This is a this is a first. And the guy asked me, he was like, Yeah, Derek Henry, like that sugar bowl, man. I was like, Yeah, man, I didn't play defense though, so I didn't have to deal with him. And I didn't say it to like try to be like, Oh, you didn't know what to play. I was just like, Oh, thank God I didn't have to play against that guy because I didn't play right. defense. And his reaction was weird. So this now makes more sense. But gotcha. yeah, they were like, Hey, would you and Lauren Chamberlain take a picture with us? And I was like, sure but where's lauren <laughs> so like we had to go find her but it was it was funny so i know exactly who this is and appreciate you listening to the podcast man but he says anyway here's my question to both of you of the teams currently in the big 12 what needs to happen for the conference as a whole to be more competitive and consistently have a team other than ou that is ranked nationally and in playoff contention I feel like this is a pretty easy answer right yeah, it's the the team down in Texas to start pulling their weight a little bit. We've been saying it for over a decade. Uh, I think they've they've got the best coaching staff that they've had there in a long, long time. Uh, I think they've got a good head coach that's smart, that's going to put a good offense out there defensively. They've got a great staff. Uh, I, I think they've got the ability now. They've recruited well. There's good talent on campus. Can they develop it? Can he Can he fight through the just the, the crap surrounding that program that all of the coaches have to deal with down there? I don't know, but they've got a really good staff, and, and that's the key is to Texas – for Texas start pulling their weight. I mean, that's, that's the team. Iowa state's great right now, but it's, they're not going to be able to sustainable. That's the, that's the question for Iowa state. And uh, cause, cause the obvious answer to this question is Texas, right? You know, Austin's an awesome city. It's a huge university, huge alumni base. The name image and likeness stuff is only going to help them 
recruit to that city and that university even more. They are already, they've been getting great players, right? They just need the staff to put it together. And we'll, we'll see if Steve Sarkeesian is that guy. But other than Texas, maybe Iowa State is the answer, right? Just because Matt Campbell seems really, really happy there. And it's it's kind of like what we've seen from Pat Fitzgerald, right, at Northwestern, where he's just, you know, he's really happy being there. It's the perfect fit. Yep. And yep. maybe maybe that's Matt Campbell. Maybe, you know, they are playing in, you know, every five years they're playing in two or maybe even three Big 12 championship games. It would be really, really difficult to sustain, but – I have more faith in them than I do TCU right now or Baylor right now. Baylor's got a good staff, but I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to be something that Baylor's going to be able to sustain. Art Bryles was really close to being, to making it something uh, that they'd be able to sustain. Uh, But the, the, the answer to the question is Texas. Um, if if Campbell stays there for an extended period, I think I, like Iowa State's going to be they're going to be as good as anyone in the country next year. And I doesn't mean they're going to win all of their games because they have been prone to some some weird outings to where they just don't look like themselves. But they're going to be as good as anyone in the country next year. Could could Oklahoma State ever be that? No. You think? Is it just because they're in the same state as OU? Yeah. Too many yep. big, you know, too too many big programs going after the talent pool that they're going after. They're starting from too far behind. It's one of those things where it when the stars align like they have, like whenever Whedon was there, uh, or even when Rudolph was there, when they've got the right quarterback, the right mix of guys, they may give you one really, really good year where they can compete and possibly win a Big 12, but they will not be able to sustain uh, a, a top national team, a top five team over any extended period. It just can't, it won't happen. Yeah, I think if, you know, kind of if that, if that's the benchmark, right, you know, sustaining a top five type program is probably only OU in Texas. I mean, it's, a, it's really hard to do that. You could talk about all the other conferences, but yeah, those are those are the two. Well, those are really the only two over the last almost twenty years that have con- consistently. And I know it's been a long time for Texas. It's really just Oklahoma, but you know Nebraska fell off really quickly. Uh, first five years of the Big Twelve, they were great. Then they fell off. Kansas State, first five years of the Big Twelve really good, fell off, and had a couple of good years after that. But Oklahoma is is the one that only the only team that has sustained it the in, the entirety. Yeah, and you know, Texas is. I I don't I don't know what their problem is. Well, I do know, but I don't know if anyone's ever going to be able to overcome it. We'll see. Okay, next question. This comes from Traber's resume on an Apple podcast review. 
He asked regarding your teammates, most fun at a party, best with the ladies, smartest. Can't say Teddy or Gabe. All right. Uh, you want to get this one started? Most let, let's go most fun at a party first. Lance Donnelly. And it's not even close. I've never before that or after that seen been around anyone that's anywhere close to him at a party. It's not, it's not even a conversation. Just got after it. As soon as he walks in the door, it is the absolute life of the party. And it just, it never stops the entire time he's there. It is, it's, it's the funniest thing ever. It's awesome. I've never seen anyone be able to do that ever. Okay. Him. I don't know Lance Donnelly at all, but can we like hang out? This guy sounds amazing. <laughs> he is. And yes, we can. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Going to need that. That's not, he sounds fantastic. You, when we went to the Cotton Bowl in 2001, we went to Gators in Dallas. Have you been there? The piano bar? I have not been there, but I've been to many piano bars, so I, I'm familiar with the concept. He was dancing on top of one of the pianos. It was, it was insane. He was fully in his element. A, a guy, a dad walks over with his daughter and was like, I want my daughter to marry a guy like you. <laughs> I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Everywhere he goes, it was, it was like that. It was just hilarious. This guy sounds awesome. He is. He's my roommate too. <laughs> so oh I got god, to see it nonstop. Oh god. Uh, how about best with the ladies? Lance Donnelly. Really? When you're the life guy, of the party, I, I love this guy. When you're the life of the party, Gabe, it just ends up happening that way, right? I yes, yeah. Usually, I I will say best with the ladies, and he may be. He he was definitely life of the party, but I lived with Drew Allen. For four years, I saw some things. <laughs> so you talk about best with the ladies. He, it, it would it would take some convincing that I played with the guy that uh, was. But I, I assume this question was about college teammates. You you yeah. get into you get into the NFL. That's a completely different conversation. But because most fun at a party, Von Miller at a party. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did did not see it coming. Well, did not I, see it coming at all. Joe Thomas I at a party. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. I can see that. Fantastic time. I you know who was really fun at parties? Do you remember Casey Walker, the defensive yeah. tackle? Yeah. When I tell you this man would always be dancing like no matter what, no matter what music, no matter what scenario, there dancing was being had by my man Seawalk, and it always, it always made it fun. Always, that's awesome. That's awesome. Smartest. Who do you have for smartest? I'll probably the the two smartest guys I played with at OU probably Darlington. Darlington's a really smart guy. Book smart and football smart. So, you know, kind of my kind of dude. 
And then Austin Woods also really, really smart guy, you know, kind of business brain was, was a, was, was a much different type of intelligent than I was. Right. He was Mm -hmm. just, just kind of operated differently, but made really good grades, really intelligent though. Both of those guys in a snow, no surprise that they were both offensive linemen, both played center, but both really smart dudes. For me, it's probably Corey Klein, uh, defensive lineman from uh, Union. He was. You're picking a defensive lineman as the smartest guy you played with. Incredibly smart. Um, he was a. He was like a construction major whenever he was there, and just that's what he does now. Builds like massive apartment complexes and stuff. Just incredibly intelligent guy. Very. Um, measured with the way that he speaks and in the way that the way that he thinks about things, just very analytical. I would say uh, Corey Klein is, is the guy that comes to mind for me. Nice. Nice. Defensive lineman. Interesting. Some, there, there's some brainy. Dusty's incredibly smart. D- Dusty is smart. Great I didn't play with Dusty, but he's really good at like, uh, like calculations and stuff, like really fast. Yeah. Okay. Next question comes from S Madole, S M A D O L E. What do you think that is? S Madole, Smadole, Smaddle, Smadole. Okay. I don't know. But the question is have, <laughs> this is a funny one. Have you ever had? the less miles type urge to eat the grass of any field you've played on while on the topic of grass and fields, which was your favorite and least favorite surfaces to play on? Make sure to be specific. Gabe was that Notre Dame grass as amazing as it looked. Smadole, smadole. Hell no. The Notre Dame field is, was, there's a reason they play on turf. Now it was awful. All Midwest it, fields are trash. It tore up. Ted, you were, you were doing the radio broadcast then, weren't you? Yep. Yep. So what, so what people may not realize, back when Notre Dame still had grass, you don't see it if you're watching it on TV, but during TV timeouts, there are people out on the field with these big mallet things replacing grass, like pounding it back into the like it was i was like what the hell is going on here it was an awful field that field is awful uh soldier fields uh awful turf is awful detroit lions practice fields outside are awful it's like thick fescue that is so slow and it's watered all the time so it's really loose across the top it is is horrible. I hate those fields. Green Bay's actually not bad for for being uh, up north. The best Jacksonville Jaguars, man. That's the best grass I ever played on, and it ain't even close. Their practice fields, the grass in the stadium was just amazing. Super fast. And it was kind of the uh, 
the sand based stuff where your cleats sink into it perfectly. Cause a lot of fields that are mowed real tight are hard and your footing will slide around on it because your cleats don't dig into the grass or into the ground properly. But Jacksonville's turf is amazing. Tampa Bay is pretty good too. Oh, used fields. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yes, it's good. Yep. It's a, and it's a sand based. Yeah. I mean, it it's, it's really, really good. It was really good pre U2 concert. You remember that? And yeah. it's really good post U2 concert. Yeah. It, it's just good. It's great grass. Now I'm trying to think of the best field I played on in college, other than our home field there in Norman, the, the grass and the cotton bowl is solid. I, I didn't think I never had a problem with my footing yep. there. Except it wasn't good whenever we played in the cotton bowl in 2001 in the winter, whenever it was all gone, Ugh. they just basically painted the dirt green. It was that not sounds good. awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, what do you think of field turf? Did you ever play on original turf? I played against Lawton Mac on AstroTurf my freshman year of high school. I literally wore I wore I remember it so well. I wore Nike Hirachi basketball shoes for a football game, Ted. Wow. It sucked, and we lost. They ran like the wing tee, and we lost. Texas Tech had AstroTurf. I don't know when do I don't know when they changed it, but when I played there in 2003, they still had AstroTurf. They did not have it, thank God. When I played there, they they had moved on. They had upgraded the field turf when I went there. So that stuff just destroys your body. Like when you fall on it. It just, it's like falling on a cheese grater. Um, I, so I had to wear, we had these, these AstroTurf shoes that were like tennis shoes, but the sole of them was like super thick and stiff. Cause you, cause you're like cutting super hard out there and they grip really tight. And if you don't have like a, a, like a solid sole, it'll like fold over, but from like running and like stopping super hard my foot would slide into the front of my uh shoes at the end of the both times i played down there after that game all of my toenails had blood in them from smashing into the front of my shoes that hard oh i hated it it was that awful. Sounds awful yeah it was bad yeah astroturf definitely the worst possible surface to play on it might as well play the game on concrete Horrible, totally horrible. Ugh. It's fast though; you can run fast. You but run as soon fast. as you start to stop, your like feet are like catching the turf. I don't know how in the world they played on that for as many years as they did without guys just like tearing knees and ankles left and right. Good athletes, man. <laughs> I guess. All right, we got a couple more. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need insurance in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers through 30 with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest insurance. I'm just butchering this. I mean, <laughs> oh man, I, I, I owe Insurica an apology. I'll say this. I'm scrapping the read. This is the best part about Insurica. Turns out, you know, I've, I've got insurance through them. Turns out that 
you know, if your insurance company is about to raise their prices a bunch, they let you know and let you know what other options are there. So, you know, that, that's that's all you can ask from an insurance company. Insurance clients become best in class businesses by working with insurance diva of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best in class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. Don't forget to contact our friends at Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs. They'll help you execute a realistic and achievable weight loss plan designed for you and only you. They've got all kinds of treatments for men and women. They're licensed and trained experts combine diet and exercise with hormone therapies to maximize your results. If you're struggling with low libido or lower energy, Advanced Weight Loss Clinic at Sand Springs can help with that too. They also offer Botox and fillers to get on the path to losing weight. Call 918-241-LOSE or visit their Facebook page. If you mention the podcast, you will get a free fat burner injection. And finally, guys, spring is here and you know what that means, baby. It is hard seltzer season. And there's only one hard seltzer that we do. I guess it's not spring anymore, right? It's summer. Uh, is yeah, it officially it's summer. summer? It's officially summer. It's officially summer. So guys, summer is here, and you know what that means. It's hard seltzer season, baby, and there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer from Coupel Works. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. Will and Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at, at Will and Wiley. If you're drinking some because of us, tag them. Let them know okay ted this this one comes from sooner fan okay he says boys what one game do you all see oklahoma slipping up with they always have at least one loss that's not needed um i i'll throw one out there for you a game that scares me west virginia and there's several reasons we didn't play them last year. I think West Virginia was a really good team last year that was better than their record. They had a great defense. Jarrett Daigie did a good job at quarterback. They've got a good running game. Buddy Brown's legit. Right. I think that West Virginia was a really good football team last year. We didn't get to play them. And I don't, I don't think we – I don't think we, we got to um, like just fully accept or realize how good West Virginia has become and what they've done with that program. And then you look at where it is on the, on the schedule. It's the week after Nebraska. So you're going to have a bunch of buildup for the Nebraska game, the anniversary. They're going to make a big showing of that game at home. And then after West Virginia, you're at Kansas State which if Kansas State doesn't have your attention now, I don't know what would. They've beat you the last two times. You're going on the road. Uh, you want to be playing well whenever you go into Texas, which is the week after Kansas State. West Virginia just sitting there at home, the game that everyone's going to be not even looking at or factoring in during that little stretch there. I think it's in a dangerous spot. It's going to be early in the year. I don't know how good our offensive line is going to be playing at that point, how good the younger guys that that we may be counting on are going to be playing. Tulane's not going to be much of a test. Western Carolina's not going to be much of a test. 
And quite frankly, I don't even know how much of a test Nebraska is going to be. There's, I think there's a chance Nebraska could be good, uh, at least improved. But that West Virginia one's in a scary spot. Yeah, it, it, if you're talking about a game where they might lose and they probably shouldn't, I mean, the list starts with OU Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt. The OU has dominated the conference. They've dominated – Texas for the most part, but that, that game is, you, you just, you Court never flip. know. I mean, you never know. And I, it's Sarkeesian's first year. Uh, they, who knows who's going to be their quarterbacks. It's going to be Hudson Carr. It's going to be Casey Thompson, B. John Robinson. What is Sarkeesian going to be able to do with them? Who's going to step up for them at wide receiver? You know, they got question marks on defense all over the place, but that game, man. I mean, it's just. I'm more worried about that game. If they look bad to start the season, they've got a tough non-conference schedule. Texas does. I'm more more worried about that game if they stumble out of the blocks than if they come into it undefeated. If they're undefeated, I got. I, I feel like our team's going to show up ready to roll. But man, whenever they're not good, it just feels like. Who knows what team you're going to get with Oklahoma? And and one. That is that I know some people may hear this and go, really? What? Bedlam and Stillwater. It, how many times can OU beat him in Stillwater in a row? You know, like at some point, yeah. the, the math is just working against you. I, I don't think it's going to happen this year, right? I think that, although Mike Gunny, man, when I talked to him, few months ago he is fired up about his team this year like he is I haven't heard him talk about it about a team like this in a long long time so we'll see but it's a rivalry game I know some people want to say it's not but it's still it's still bedlam and it's still in still water I don't know maybe that's the one maybe that's the that's the one where you're like huh didn't see that coming if Oklahoma State can get some quarterback play which is a big if with with Spencer Sanders, in my opinion. But at Baylor, Baylor's totally got my respect. Iowa State at home, at Oklahoma State, that three-game stretch at the end of the year, who knows what your injury situation is at that point. You know, maybe missing a couple of guys for whatever reason, attrition from the season to set in. That's a, that's a tough little three-game stretch to end the season on. Yeah could be beat up going into that one right that's a couple really tough games leading into the last game of the year okay last question ted this one comes from tijuana on youtube i went and grabbed one from youtube as well this is he says mailbag question for teddy does it bother you that the most famous play you ever made resulted in naming a different player but not you, Superman. I mean, you got those dang points and won the game. How come the other guy gets the credit? The other guy gets the credit because he made the play. I just happened to be there, right place at the right time. It does not bother me. Um, I will say, though, like... See, you... I will say this. I hear a lot of guys say, ah, no, it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, that guy's full of shit. As I've, as you and I have gotten closer and I have learned to like understand how your brain works, 
you're one of the few people on planet earth that I truly believe them when, when you say like, no, 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 it was all about the team. Like, well, I, I appreciate that. And it's, that is true, but I'll say this. I, I didn't do anything on that play. I caught the ball that floated up in the air. I, I, I don't deserve any credit. It, if there's anything about it that annoys me is that's the play that uh, I'm most known for. And it's not even in the top, like the 50 plays that I made whenever I was at OU, as far as like actually like doing something, you know what I'm saying? That is just like on the receiving end. Anyone could have done what I did. I probably could have caught that. Yeah. See that? But like, and you there would are have had plays a better you, touchdown like, celebration. Shed the block and then you know, run yeah. it sideline to sideline. But yeah, I mean, you're pretty good at football. I don't know if people forgot. I don't think anyone's forgotten. <laughs> I know well, I haven't. I'll just tell you, it does not bother me at all. And he absolutely deserves the name Superman for that play. That dude, I he was as amazing in practice as he was in games. Some of the things that he did is just on a daily basis. Just everyone knew who the best player on the football team was. Huh. You were pretty good. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. He was. He, I mean, he was. He's beast. He's fantastic. I've told you the story first rounder about, at safety. You know yeah. you're good. Um, I told you about the play, like the practice at the Cotton Bowl right before we played his last game, right? It was the Thursday, what would be a Thursday practice. I'm not sure what day the game was, which was, it was still full pads for us then. And it was a special teams heavy day. We were covering kickoffs and we were doing it live. We had like a special, special deal that we were doing for Arkansas had a really good return game. And he said we were covering, we, they told us we we're going to cover three kicks all out, full live, full tackle to the ground. He said, I'll give anyone here. $500 if they can make the tackle on the, on any of these three kickoffs. So, you know, like whenever he tells that, he says that everyone's like, Oh, here we go. It's, it's on. So you got everyone covering as hard as they can, as fast as they can. He made all three tackles on those kickoffs. Just infuriating. Yes. Just one of those guys, man. Yeah. We are not all created equal. Okay, what'd you think? That was fun, right? I liked it. I loved it. That was good. Well, we started off with a 15 minute conversation about chicken tenders and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> big craft mac and cheese guy. Now I know. Now I know. Okay, I think we'll do some more of these in the future. Let let us know if you guys enjoyed it. Right? We 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 want your feedback. So. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Comment whether you liked it or not. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment. Let us know what you thought. Give us the, the little thumbs up. Uh, just let us know because it, it was fun and, and we want to interact with you guys and this is a fun way to do it. So uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate all the questions, guys. That was uh, That was really cool. And on that note, episode 124 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that'll drop Thursday morning. 
Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on Sports Talk 1400. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. And do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Just one.